Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast, your top automotive refinishing podcast with your hosts, Corey Kleinfeld and Ryan Brewer. Enjoy the show, guys. Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest named Dave Butte. He actually started Paintless Dent Repair back in 2000 and is also in the Windsor-Chatham area um, near the guest we had on last month, near Pete. Um, he's from that area. He started in PDR 2000 and started Restore FX in 2020, the same time Pete did. So right before the world changed. Welcome to the show, Dave. What's going on? Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, I'll just also say thanks for... Uh putting on this podcast we've uh i definitely have gotten some really valuable information even your last one with the uh the the damage um adjuster a couple of weeks ago just fantastic stuff so i appreciate you guys having me yeah nice. that was that was a cool one especially if you're in pdr um and for those that we i had a podcast before there we have 120 episodes there's value in and each one of those episodes. So I'd, I'd encourage everybody to go back and, and listen to the interviews and, and, uh, and learn some stuff from them. But Dave, why start PDR in 2000? How'd that go? Oh man, that's a long story, but, uh, the short version is, it's, uh, I had a guy that did this in Michigan and, um, became friends. Uh, he approached me about training. Um, a lot of obstacles came in the way, but, uh, ended up with his brother-in-law. He and I, um, well, the, the brother-in-law trained me and we worked together for a couple of years and then I went out on my own, but, uh, it was all just happenstance really just, I was working at a factory and this opportunity came up and it was just really interesting to me being a car guy. It was just wild, you know, I'd never heard or seen anything like it and was pretty, um, mesmerized with the whole process led to another and the partnership that we had dissolved eventually unfortunately but uh i've done my own thing uh, probably since about 2003 i guess was when we went our separate but it's just been mm -hmm. kind of an ongoing adventure since then yeah and that, that's the way a lot of guys started actually right i don't know if i remember off, remember off the top of your head ryan how did how did uh did you did you start working for somebody too or did you just start straight pdr no, I was working for a guy who owned a dent works out of New Orleans. That's right, that's um, right. But we paint, I painted cars for him. And a guy, he wanted to charge me 260000 to uh, teach me how to do paintless dent repair at 18, at 18 oh, wow. years old. I was like, dude, I can't. I, can't, I don't even know how. That's a lot of money, you know? So Man, I just didn't do it. 260 sure. And then I had to sign a non-compete and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, never worked out. Fascinating. He's regretting it now, though. I can tell you that. Almost everybody has some sort of a crazy about, you know, I'd moved on them at the beginning and you kind of had to find your own way or whatever, too. It's like rarely, maybe Corey, you're, you started with your dad, so obviously he's not going to work you over. But yeah. there's always a lot of times there is that one just wacky backstory that's it's not even worth talking about. But, you know, yeah, I mean, my I watched it. I watched my dad go through it all. He 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 was one of the like, original PDR guys in general he was in late 90 early 91 one of the original six franchises for dent pro back in the day so there was no 
there was not even anybody else to work for. He, I guess he went to work for one of the guys that he could, which is basically do, getting the franchise. But there was no, there was like no training. He told me the training he had was some guy came out from Florida. It's probably a descendant of um, a dent wizard or um, uh, what's the Godfather, Godfather PDR's name? Escaping me off the top. Lido. Lido, probably Lido. a descendant of Lido to some extent, came out because Dent Pro got a hold of them, came out and basically basically he could have just i guess you couldn't text back then he could have sent them a letter that said get a metal rod on the back of the den and push on it yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what he showed him in like a <laughs> with a white pvc pipe or a, you know basically like a um piece of uh like white um plastic in a wooden stand that you couldn't turn any angles it just was sat straight up i mean when i learned pdr in 2003 and four, that's pretty much what I used. And mm. so that, and that was like, thir- that was like 13 years of progress after my dad started. <laughs> I mean, you started well, with that stuff is... too, though, right? I started with yeah, fluorescent. I, I had fluorescent light and I had a wooden stand that we built out of four by fours. Yeah. So I started with worked. fluorescent. Yeah. Damn, I was I fluorescent that. too, I but I, I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> never mine's kind of embarrassing like after being trained it i was probably i don't know a good seven years before anybody taught me about cross-checking and like that just changed my world like i didn't <laughs> hear or know and you know like that was a big yeah. thing yeah the theory behind it yeah like you can literally not see a dent if you're perfectly if you're fully perpendicular to the light not even see turn it the other way you can't you didn't even know it was there and now it's like a whole other dent. yeah that's funny it's like one of those little things seven years in someone's like oh have you ever looked at it the other direction and you're like (laughs) no (laughs) that's That's not a little thing like that was a game changer (laughs) (laughs) that was jesus oh my gosh i'm curious this is super random we're going to talk a little pdr first because 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 we can do you work uh inverted or upside down no, I don't. No. Do no. you? I'm curious. That's hard. It's really hard. I do. Yeah. Everybody pretty much that worked for Dan Pro and Dan Wizard back in the day worked inverted. Yeah. I've tried it. To this day. I've tried it and it's not yeah. like it's something I think you have to really like for you gotta me. Gotta be I, dyslexic. I, I compa- Shut <laughs> <get out> of <laughs> here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then I'd probably be um, okay. Yeah, I I actually I actually filmed, spent a long time putting together a whole video series on how to how to work inverted and why, and interviewed my chiropractor and all that stuff, and I, I never released it. I'm sitting on all this footage I have to put together to put out there. Um, I don't know if I'd charge for it or make it free or whatever, but like I think it's just makes such a big, I think it makes such a big difference in how you can work dense, but. We won't, we won't get, we won't get too deep into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to change my whole technique 20 something years in. Mm -mm. Well, come on, man. Never know. It's never too late (laughs) to learn something new. Just like the last podcast, we learned the diminished value thing and stuff. I mean, honestly, I was actually thinking about that the other day and how, um, the diminished value in paintless dent repair versus, you know, repainting a car. And I think it's interesting with, um, with restore effects too um i wonder if there's 
I mean, that's like, it's like even niche of a niche. Like if there's repainting cars is bad. <laughs> I mean, that's just right. what it comes down to. Like mm -hmm. we have paintless dent repair for a reason and the restore effects being paintless clear coat repair. Um, it's just so much better for a vehicle. And I just, I, I mean, when you think about it, it gets exciting, but then it's like, man, how do you just, how do you tell people that, that it exists? You know, same thing with PDR you've been dealing with for 20, 20, two years or whatever 23 years like still nobody knows it's wild but it was the same thing for windshield dude a manager from a dealership just called me up earlier today and he was like man i've been listening to all your podcasts and he started talking oh, about really? he owned a awesome. yeah he owned, he owned a windshield company uh back in the day doing repairs and he's like trying to figure out another way obviously back in the day he said that insurance companies didn't know what you know or even that was capable of happening was to repair a rock chip and a windshield Mm -hmm. So it kind of got in with the insurance companies and then got watered down, obviously, like everything else. But yeah. um, they they were able to do it, you know. So it's just like one of those things where we need to figure out how to to get it. He was like, man, you need to contact the pioneers of the windshield, you know, how they got in with the insurance companies yeah. and use that for PDR and restore effects. I was like, yeah. well, <laughs> you get me those guys contacts and we'll definitely reach out. Yeah, well, I mean, I talked to Billy and I, I played phone tag with him a little bit, but I, I'm, you know, I'm getting in touch with people that run organizations like CIC. Um, I'm talking to the to the girl. I think her name is Jordan off the top of my head. I'm I'm terrible with names, but I think it's Jordan. Um, and uh, the the people in the head of collision of some manufacturers and stuff like those are the type of people that I want to bring on the podcast and talk to about this type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, big getting. I don't know. You say you say just the sentence to dent guys like get in with insurance companies. Fifty percent of them are gonna say fuck you guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, there's, a, there's a right way to do it. There's a wrong way to do it. You yeah. know, like uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. Are you doing insurance claims, Dave? More more uh -huh. than you have. I lately no, but I will. I have. You know, it's not something yeah. that I I I chase. Like my business is primarily um i service right. a pretty good network of dealers and then i i do a fair amount of retail as well but i i really don't push it just after being in this trade for this long and in, in an area that we're in there's not there's i have very little competition so um short of the partner that i mentioned to you we kind of capture everything so retail just comes you don't even have to really market or try and attain it um but just to touch on that whole insurance thing i was i don't have a lot of details i'm interested to talk a little bit more with them but there is a big uh canadian dent company that has um prospered working with body shops and they doing um glue pull push to paint basically or pull to paint um and they're salvaging and saving a lot of panels and he's actually i, I do mean to follow up with him and find out exactly what that model looks like but He's saying that they're actually really getting a lot of traction and forward movement with that. And and I'm curious to know how you, like, how do you price half-assed? Like, oh, I half-assed that den out. What's the going rate for that? I'd like to know. Like, it, I feel like that would be difficult as a technician. Well, it's not, to, it, it's, it's half-assed to us, but it's like what they need you know that's what yeah. a body shop really needs it's body labor it's body labor rates i guess like how many how many hours would you get for that through insurance 12 cool i'll do it for 12 times you know 72 dollars an hour or whatever you guys get up there and there's your number right i mean that's pretty right. much you're saving body time mm -hmm. right sure. i guess that's 
what it comes down to. I guess for me, sometimes I go back to, you know, I'm a paintless dent repair technician that tries to repair to a, the highest level. And when I, you know, I have people yeah. that'll persist, like I, I'll tell them flat out, like your dent is beyond paintless dent repair. Well, how much, or can you just make it look better? And that's my common response right. is like, well, how would I go about trying to figure out what's fair for a price structure for like a partially repaired dent? Like, it's just not fair to you or me for us to push forward with this. And that's why it's hard for yeah. me to get my head around that type that type of work. But I, I'd entertain it all day long. Um, I I'll tell you why. Just off, off the top of my head, I don't like that business model, partially because I train for Kiko, and I can literally train a body guy in one day how to do an, I'd say eighty percent glue pulling on on a repair. I mean, the, the, the guys in Canada and you and I can get it to, you know, 90 or 95 pretty quick, but I could train a body guy in literally one day how to, how to get the shape of a panel back so that he could put mud on it in, in like four hours. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's a long-term business model, but maybe. No. It's it's not something I would pursue. It was just interesting and yeah. it kind of came up lately and like yeah, I often my my recommendation to many body shops is to look into the Kiko system just to you know time and materials and you know and being able to salvage panels i'm i'm all for it like i'm a good this and i give contacts and yeah. a lot of information like it's not threatening to me in any way yeah. shape or form no no yeah. it's not threatening to it's not threatening to us because we can do the last 10 or 20 percent. that's not th- right that's not threatening even a little bit um, if my whole business model was 80% debt repair, it'd be pretty threatening, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Like, <laughs> like the guys you're talking about, Dave, that, that would kill yeah. their business. So yeah, it could, yeah. it could, it would take a long time. It took a long time, but, but it could, um, I mean, it's, it's crazy though. Like with the insurance, like I, I did a, I did a th- almost $3,600, essentially a crease in a door, 22 inch crease and another little bit of damage over here and over and on the door, all in one panel took the whole panel apart, glass out, door off the car on a stand, worked on it for a day, Little came back the next morning, worked on a little more, put it all back together. Um, and it's crazy that that's the world. I mean, I grew up basically doing, doing wholesale. That's like, that's all I did. It was like, how many $65 cars can I do in a day? Like if I do 22 cars, this, like, that's all my numbers were. And now it's like, it's just weird to, to know that that's, and this, this, they had a little bit of paint damage on their car on the edge where it kind of folded over and all and the customers like didn't want it painted they were like i don't want to paint my car it's hundred twenty thousand dollar range rover don't want to paint my car so just get it as right. close as you possibly can you know so that it's interesting that the, the world that that the industry it, it makes it exciting it makes it exciting again honestly to me it it made the whole thing exciting again mm-hmm. yeah because really wholesale is not exciting like it's good yeah, money it's, it's great really, money it's just make a killer living just, Right, it's just not. Yeah, I still do wholesale, like so I'm it. not gonna. Yeah, I still do it. I'll, uh, I'll go knock out twenty cars in a day. I mean, yeah. it's it's nice. I listen to podcasts all day. No one's no one's right. bugging me. <laughs> but, uh, you're. You're a hundred percent right, both of you, on the fact that wholesale is not exciting, and like there's there's no, very little to you know like when in wholesale to up, if that's all you do to up your game, like, what do you do? Like you're, you got to set a new target. Like, okay, it's, it's monetary. Like that's the only real targets you can chase. And like, I, I, 
I like the idea of a challenge type dent now and then, but how do you incorporate that into a day when you got five dealerships that are expecting you to come there and make sure their inventory looks good? Like I end up in my shop here at night fixing the challenging dents, which takes me away from my family, but it's hard to say no for right. those, you know, catch 22s. Yep. Are we frozen? Internet? Yeah, uh, Corey's frozen a little bit. Okay, I can still hear you, but yeah, Corey's, Corey's yeah, not moving. So, I, I guess the question uh, we all want to hear is, you, so a guy who's been doing paintless scent repair for 20, 20 years, right? Um, right? What has Restore Effects done for you? It's a good one, too, because you were, you were mainly wholesale, a little bit of retail, and then you got into Restore Effects. How do you like Restore Effects, and what has it done for you and your business? Um, so I I'm really happy with Restore Effects. It's it's there was definitely some growing pains to get to a point where, um, you know, it's it's self sufficient, if you will, as far as like I don't I I typically do not do any of the processing at all um i have two guys that work full-time they process cars um and so what that allows me to do is maybe take my foot off the gas a little bit on how aggressive i am doing um which is you know a little bit gratifying to know that there's another revenue stream obviously going on behind the scenes which was really the attraction um much like pete like Pete mentioned, you know, it was an exit strategy. There's that factor in the equation too, but for day to day, it was alleviating, um, the fact that I'm the sole breadwinner for my family. So there was a lot of pressure to make sure that, um, those that, that numbers arm, were dude, achieved. That one arm, uh-huh. something happens to that arm. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you say that because I tore my Literally. bicep last Monday night and I'm dealing oh. with that. Thankfully I can still no, work, sure. Yeah, but it was like the if you would have been here when it happened the blood drained out of my face and i'm like i'm gonna be unemployed like i'm not gonna be able to do what i do right um so there's a lot of merit to that and that's been on my mind and i have insurance in place for disability things like that yeah right um i have like i have four children and my wife's thankfully stays home with them so it is exclusively on my shoulders to make sure that they're provided for 100 percent. yeah so, I mean, that's, that's, that's a huge theme. I mean, there's a lot of PDR guys that started in, in restore effects. And, and I think it's, it's a lot of that is that you don't have to do it. It's a, it's a scale, more of a scalable business than PDR is. Have you, did you ever try to hire somebody in PDR or does that never on the table for you? No, I've gone down that road. Um, okay. it's, it hasn't panned out. I, I yeah. trained my brother, um, and he got proficient and probably would have been very successful. And he just had something else that came across his plate and he ended up going in that direction, probably regrettably on his part, looking back. Um, Interesting. And then one or one real um, individual that I took under my wing and we went down that road, but he was a licensed body man slash painter and never would, you know, he always had one foot still in the door of the body shop and it just, I was like, you got to cut your ties and, you know, you got to commit to this exclusively. It's going to be a little painful for a while. If you're not really prepared to go through that, it's never going to work. Right. Path of least resistance, right? Like you're going to always go back. 
for what you know and it's guaranteed yeah. and i think that transcends to uh restore effects too and i know pete touched on that on the podcast before and i can echo that undoubtedly like if you're a dent repair guy and you have aspirations of getting involved in restore effects my first piece of advice to you is make sure that you have an individual prepared to work on restore effects and if you think that you're going to do restore effects and dents you're sadly mistaken you're going to go back to fixing dents because that's easy that's what you know and that's where you generate revenue fast you make you make make four times more per hour right i mean at least yeah there's no comparison like if yeah i i can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt that if i didn't have like mitchell has been with me since inception and he's like i can't put enough um I can't tell you how valuable he is to me, but if he wasn't in the equation, restore effects would be a piece of paper like a, that I own that is not being um, uh, capitalized on. Yeah. I'd never yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. That's big, man, because I think we got a, quite a few people we know personally that have restore effects as dent guys. And I think they, I wish we would have touched that, touched on that a long time ago, was because if you think you're going to do it, like you said, it's not going to happen. You're going to do it right. for a couple of weeks and then it's going to cut off. Do you remember the first time we met Ryan on the phone? Yeah. What I called? Why I called you? For restore effects. Yeah. yeah. And you remember? What, you remember what you told me? Yeah. Get somebody else. Don't do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. You're like number one thing. Don't even fuck it. Don't even sign up unless you have somebody that that's that you know. And yeah. it doesn't always work out. Obviously, you could get somebody and he could change his mind or she could change her mind or whatever. But um, don't even do it unless you have somebody. And so well, I, knew, I, I did it. I did that. You yeah, know, and it, yeah. it just it, it, it crippled my business uh, for a short term. Luckily, I found a really good guy like pretty fast, so I was able to get out of that position quickly. But I mean, you can't bank on that. That's something that's very rare. That's going to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, Pete and sure. I had conversations about that on our trip to Toronto. You know, trying to just brainstorm on how you could make something like that work and. I can remember saying, yeah, I think I'll, what I'll do is I'll try and process a restore effects car in the morning and then I'll run out and start fixing dents at lunchtime. Hey, that, 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 that never, it. never happened. Not once. Um, right. <laughs> no, you guys well, did a couple cars, right? We did lots of cars, but okay. that wasn't like, we started the, like basically the day the world shut down was the day that we went to training and like, if the timing would have been, anniversary, like, by the way, a couple days ago, Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. March 13th. My parents' and, anniversary slash nice. the world getting fucked up anniversary. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ryan, we trained in Toronto with Ryan Kay, and like he had to kind of talk it over with his wife to see if they wanted to proceed with training. And he's like, Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll just do it. And we literally were holed up in our motel room at night. We couldn't even go to a restaurant to eat. Everything was closed. And one week, one way or the other, and we probably would have not pushed forward not done it like it was that close but the beauty of it was is we came home nobody wanted to see us at a dealership they were closed so we we literally got the key box to the volkswagen dealership for their pre-owned inventory and the guy loved what we did so much that he just said do all the cars and write me bills for him so we had we probably did 40 cars for the Volkswagen store. Like he's lot his, he, we did whatever cars we wanted to do. We just went and got them. I, I had the key box in, in the shop and we yeah. just, that's awesome. And so Pete, Pete and I processed one after another. And then Mitchell was just waiting. Like he knew what was happening and he was, he even said like, this is the kind of 
the kind of guy that I ended up with, thankfully, he's like, well, if, if you, I said, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Like how, what's, what's the look, the world look like moving forward. I don't know what, what I can tell you. He's like, well, I'd really like to learn how to do this. I'll do it for free. If you'd like, if you'd allow me to come over and do this with you. Wow. And you know, I, I heard that and like, he's a, I I've known him, like he's a young guy, but I've known the family and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask you to do something for free. So I paid him, but he was in since inception, like day after training type thing. So that's also pretty rare. Fortunate. That's awesome that you found that, but that's really rare. I get compliments on him endlessly from like, he goes into the dealerships and I've had a couple guys like, I hope you pay him well, because I'm going to try and snipe him from you and things like that. <laughs> and I also have, that's I have awesome. his brother. So I have brothers that, process cars as a team well you met them Corey, right at uh, mte you met my guys they were with me there or he's gone again at least he's got a nice face frozen i like it uh, logo that's yeah that's awesome though man it's uh i think that's real big too if, if you can find guys like that that kind of represent like you don't have to be the face of restore effects anymore um that really helps out a, a ton you know, because you're getting enough phone calls as a dink guy, a single dink guy owning his own company. I'm sure your phone rings off the hook all day. So whenever you have somebody that can go into a dealership, sell for you and represent your company in a good way, it's that's that's invaluable to me. Well, I think, Ryan, you gave you you made a really good point to me. One of the first times, I don't know if you remember, I reached out to you, too, and mm -hmm. called you just out of the blue one day when I found out who you were. Yeah. Um, and you and you said something that I'll never forget too, is like, it really doesn't matter who's processing these cars. Like, it's not like, you know, sometimes as a dent repair guy, like it's, it's a 70, 30, 80, 20, 50, 50, however you want to divide it up of you being Dave, the face of advanced dent removal or Corey being dent pro. Um, that's important to these people, these relationships that you build and, you, and, mm -hmm. and the quality of your work is obviously important too, but you know, if you bring another guy into the fray, as far as dent repair, it's not guaranteed that they're going to be happy with what he does, but anybody, you told me anybody can do restore effects and it's going to turn out like a million bucks. They don't care who does it. If it looks like the way you say it's going to look, they're happy. Right. Yeah. And that was, that was important to think about. But still, I've learned that as well. Still getting the car. If you're not going to be the guy out there selling because you have other things on your plate, um, it's weird, man. You know the dealership world. It's like relationships sell. It's not yeah. like they know you have a good product. They know all these good things, but if they don't have a relationship with you, they're not going to give you the cars. If they don't you like know? you, if they if they don't like right. you, right, it just doesn't matter. I right. mean, it just doesn't matter how good you are. Right. I yeah. I agree with that, but like, and what my point is is you don't necessarily have to be processing the car. You need no. like right. I think it's important that you you are the face of your restore fx uh location and they know mm -hmm. who you are and what you know you're the guy that's gonna hopefully solve a problem if there is one or you know what i mean like they have a go-to that they do have that confidence in that relationship with mm -hmm. for sure right yeah how have you how have you handled that i basically have told my, my i basically have one person still we do one car every day sometimes we're doing two cars now a day um and I basically have told him I'm doing I'm doing cold sales essentially, and he's doing warm sales. So I don't expect I'm not expecting him to go into new dealerships to try to get work. I go to I do that because I'm good at it, and I know them, and I'm the face. And then I get the first car, and I bring it, and we do the demo. And when the demo goes back, I show them and blah blah. And then and then very quickly after that, 
he's the one and he's with me the whole time when I'm doing this. And then very quickly after that, he's the one getting more cars. So they know I'm like, Hey, this is Andrew. He manages all my restore effects. But is that, is that how you do it, Dave? Or is your guy going into maybe even new, new places or if a new manager comes in, are you just like, you got this? No, no, he does not um, do the cold. part. So he doesn't do any cold calls. No, he doesn't even do a whole lot of warm calls. If you will, like he, He's been at like, so we typically process three cars a day. That's all my shop can accommodate. Actually, I'm, I just signed papers. I, I own the shop that we're in, but I leased a shop double the size, um, that we're taking over April 15th. Yeah. It's, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be, congrats. and we're on a, we're on a major artery. We have a lot of exposure. Um, so I'm, so you're keeping the other shop. So you have nine, nine, nine stalls or nine stalls. No, I'm going to my intention is to rent the other shop out actually i just put it up for lease today um i don't i don't want to have two my town's small like we only have fifty thousand people like i don't i'm not gonna need two shops but i can't fix it six spots now uh i'll have the i'll be able to house at least eight to nine cars in the shop that we were moving into very cool um and it's purpose built for automotive so it's it's a perfect fit and you, you think so, you can get you can get a good bit of restore effects with that low population that you have? Um, well, we're we're doing three a day every day. We have been consistently um, for well over a year. Any and retail, or is that mostly wholesale? Our retail picks up through the summer months. Like I'm starting to get, I'm I'm actually seeing messages come across my screen while we're mm-hmm. talking from retail um, leads. And love your video by the way man i love that you're yeah. coming like because i have cameron as my marketing guy and i get people calling me all the time man i see your commercials they're awesome and i'll, I'll look at the, the the ad and it's you and i'm like man oh really great what a great job dude <laughs> well, so it works out perfect. actually i'm kind of like Corey because i had another um social media company make some videos for me before i got on the marketing campaign and that one I did not release because I just, I was embarrassed. I was like, I, I felt like I looked and sounded like an idiot. So I just, it's been in the can for over a year. Not, no kidding. And I gave it, yeah. I gave it to, um, um, Cameron, Cameron. And I'm like, I don't know what you want to do with this. If you don't like it, you can throw it in the trash, do whatever. And he kind of made it into what it is. And I, I don't like it, but it well, thank awesome, you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sounds great. Dude, most of the time on video, and I've always been that way. It's just like you just don't love your you don't love everything about yourself when you're on camera. Yeah. But dude, other yeah. people, I mean, you couldn't tell that you were nervous or if you were, you, you know, all that stuff. It just looked natural. It looked good. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. I still am embarrassed yeah. when I see it. I sound like gibberish to me, but <laughs> no, dude, it sounds great. That's awesome. Thank you um i heard you say right before we kept interrupting you with more questions because we heard like bigger shops so we're like oh curious but you said you can't even fix a dent out of your small shop right now which is like gotta be a little bit annoying sometimes it's it's i joke with people because it's like i have air conditioning and heat in the shop (laughs) so my guys are in there i'm I'm not even joking it's like (laughs) like freezing cold i'm out in the parking lot fixing a dent and they're in this nice climate controlled environment like uh, something that sh- probably wearing shorts and a t-shirt yeah and you're yeah, out there like yeah. a heater they're adjusting the temperature by one degree because they're a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's funny um but, but so maybe not so maybe not anymore right maybe maybe you get the restore effects even up to four or five 
four cars a day with two people, maybe five cars a day, I guess. And then, and then also fix a day or two. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's a luxury I'm looking forward to is being able yeah. to pull like my, I'm really um, anchored to my van. Like it's set up, like all my tools yeah. are affixed to it. I have, it's, it's a pretty nice setup, but it's also a little bit crippling because if I need to work inside somewhere, that means either I'm running in and out to get all these different things, or I need two good size spots in yeah. not many shops really like to accommodate. Like it's a full size GMC Savannah. And then whatever it is I'm working on, like it's a pretty inconvenient scenario to mm -hmm. try and play out, but this shop will easily accommodate that. So it's kind That's of, a, really cool. it's nice. looking good. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, how much is three? So if you want to share numbers, cause I like talking about numbers, Brian and I have sure. shared numbers on our podcast about everything we did basically last year, full open book, um, three cars a day consistently per year is pretty good. It's pretty good restore effects revenue. Would you know? Do you have a handle on what it is? Uh, last year we did sales of three hundred and ten thousand, I believe. And that's all awesome. processed. So that was year two, right? We processed um, yeah about a little over six hundred, maybe six hundred and ten cars, I think, or something in that nature. Uh, some of that was panel work. Some of it was um, ceramic coating. Like we capitalized on the clear effects program a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But a majority of it was uh, exclusively restore effects. Yeah, like a huge, a massive percentage, like ninety percent of it or something. Mm -hmm. Probably, I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah probably, yeah. yeah. So that's a good. I mean, that's a good company, three hundred ten thousand, yeah. especially especially you being. Years? Yeah, I mean, especially you being a um, a dent guy. You know, I would say fairly successful dent guy. Um, I don't know what so you make. You didn't. You didn't process a single one of those cars, right? <laughs> I did not. No, that's yeah. that's great. I mean, that's what we're looking at. That's yeah. what the guys are looking yeah. for. Yeah, you're gonna open up like other locations, like have like five locations across Canada. You got you got aspirations for that, or you just? I have another license for another city, um, yeah. an hour east of where I'm at, and it's a major city. And I'm in the like I, so Mitchell, my lead guy, his wife is going to university in that town. And he would, he's chomping at the bit to go and help me get started there. Our hang up right now is finding the location. We just can't get yeah. a spot. If I had a spot, we'd be open. I, because alongside of the fact that he wants to go and I own the license, there's dealer networks that own shops yeah. in my town that are so happy with our product. Or like, just bring it to, to this other area and we'll happily start sending cars to you. Like we have work that we could be doing mm -hmm. if we could find a spot and just a location is our biggest um our biggest obstacle right now believe it or not yeah dude, i know i believe it because i think that's i think that's a problem everywhere, everywhere. and I, I don't know i don't know what it, i don't know if i don't know i think it's the nicer area i think where shop or warehouse space is seems to be limited in the areas where we want it to be because <laughs> there's like big warehouse shop space but it's all kind of like in, in my area park. it's all out there yeah it's mm. all like far away and it's all like big manufacturer stuff and then smaller shops in between to help the manufacturer but like finding stuff close by it just seems it's very difficult i don't know what what it is about that or or it's our sh our shop size like we want like you know no more than like four thousand square feet really but then you to know, try to put that on a main drag it costs so much money in real estate yeah. it's not you know yeah. what i mean it's really hard to do that yeah 
in in my area i have a completely different conflict um so the the lease rate uh vacancy is one percent like all the places are rented yeah. but what when something becomes available most of the um like all i get is a property management company i don't even talk to owners but they've already put it pretty much in concrete that they do not want automotive repair in their shops at all bar none they don't even give me a chance to tell them that we're clean we're you know my yeah. shop looks like an operating room but they are so uh, yeah. used to yeah. fly-by-night mechanics dumping cars and engines and coolant and oil oils and the, like the environmental strain and all those things are and they're and they're so they're so they're they're in the situation where they're so busy with people trying to rent their places that they they, they can just be like i ah, no, no cars yeah. yeah yeah it's cut and dry like i can't even get the a, a second of their time they're just we don't do automotive do you have a real estate agent uh representing you on that i've talked to like i just basically go through the listings and i call everybody independently yeah. like having yeah, one well, person specific you want to try getting a, a real like your own real estate commercial real estate agent um Some they, Some, they they, they can things. communicate for you and they know a lot more than you know and they can probably help you out with that if it's possible yeah. or how much do those dealerships really want you to be there because wouldn't it be nice to have one in the back of their lots that'd be really nice yeah. it would I, i've yeah, I actually I have one that has an empty showroom that I've been trying to get them to allow us to process cars in. Like they built a new dealership on their property and they have an old store on there still and yeah. they're using the shop space, but there there's a four thousand square foot showroom sitting empty. It's got like we have we so it has winter tires. That's what it's full of. And I'm like, I'll pay you good money to, to rent that. And it's yeah, right, right in Automotive Alley, like it's in and amongst yeah. all the dealerships. But so far, to no avail, they have not come to the plate with being um, open to that. Yeah. I thought they were at yeah. first, but well, that's awesome. I mean, that's this is what the PDR guys th think about. You know, you have one shop in a smaller town doing three hundred thousand dollars a year now, and a guy that's going, that's helping you. You basically man your manager your CEO of Restore right. FX side, and now you want to open a second location, a little bit bigger in a larger city that can at least do 300,000 or maybe, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not crazy to think that you, with two locations in those areas, you could have a million dollar business where you don't process cars. I mean, that's right. not crazy to think it's very realistic, especially with the numbers you gave us. And I mean, that's what, and, and, and you're fixing nets. And um, right. I mean, that's where a lot of guys want to be. And that's, that's awesome, dude. It's really cool. And it would be nice, like, to be able to fix dents um, on my own terms for a change, as opposed to yeah. like just out of pure necessity. Like, there's some stuff I'd love. Like, I don't want to be a dent hero. Like, I am never aspiring to be Bryce Kelly. But there's times yeah. where I'm like, that look, that challenge looks really interesting to me. I'd love to tackle it. And I'm like, when would I possibly be able to do that? It just doesn't make sense financially from a business yeah, standpoint. I can go make yeah. a bunch of. Yeah, I can do a bunch of cars for wholesale and make way more money than I could even if a top paying job like that and the time it's going to consume. 100%. So how are your, uh, it seems like we have a little, a few managers for dealerships listening to this podcast. How do your managers, like what's been the response uh, with Restore Effects to them? Um, so when I 
produce it to them, they are interested, but the price point definitely gives them some nerves. Um, so obviously, yeah. uh, there's been a lot of demos. Everybody gets a demo. And many of the typical responses, they'll see, you know, they're like, no, that, that your price point is 500 bucks. We charge dealers. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't have 500 bucks worth of room on these cars. Like, that's crazy. And I go do a car, bring it back to them. And many of them, they're the typical responses. Damn you. Can you do that car next and that car next and that car next and that car next? And like, well, in reality, they're paying, they're paying, they're paying. And I try to like make everybody understand this. They're paying if half of that, if not a little bit more to their other vendors, right? The touch up guy, the guy who's coming in doing trim repair, headlight restoration, all the other bullshit that you can do with one singular uh, restore effects treatment. Uh, that I'm trying to get that you know instilled into the dealership managers' minds that you're already spending this money, but we're delivering a higher quality product. Well, I'm not sure if we got frozen there. Um, no, yeah. Pete brought okay. up Pete brought up a really interesting point. He charges 100 bucks to touch up a car. We include that in mm-hmm. a restore effects application, mm-hmm. so. That just drove the price of your RestoreFX installation down to to three seventy five, right? Because right. you didn't you don't have to spend the one twenty five on on your touch up. Yeah, and then trim like a trim restoration. That's like another what eighty nine bucks or one hundred something bucks. So yeah, and, or, and you get the you get the bumper painter guy to to wet sand and buff. And Pete talked about this a little bit too. Like you know these four spots, and that's one hundred fifty two hundred bucks right, right. there. And it's like, we're going to do the entire thing. And I I did a demo for another dealer last week that we haven't done anything for yet. And um, this car was like completely trashed. It was the best demo we've done by far. And it was all fixable stuff. It was, it was fantastic. But I I showed them before and after picture of just like someone scraped a garage maybe or something on the driver rear door and the dog leg of the quarter panel. And I said, how much would you pay to just have that area, just that area repainted? Because they would have repainted it. Um, and he's probably like, he's like 300 bucks, you know, and I'm like $500, the entire car, right. you know, not just the one spot, the whole thing. And it looks so, way, whatever yeah. your guy is doing on the parking lot, we can make it look way better than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I often yeah. tell him too, like if it's something that's questionable as far as restore effects, like if it's, you know, got paint gouged on the corner of the bumper or something like that. Um, but you know, the whole car looks like, you know, a dog and we, there's a spot that we're not going to be able to get a hundred percent. I'm like, you could spend $300 to paint your bumper. Now you're going to have one shiny bumper, but the rest of the car is going to look terrible or we can do restore effects. We'll touch up those few spots. The whole car is going to show like a million bucks and some customer is going to walk up and maybe overlook that spot. Or maybe it's a bone they have to address, but you've got them now where they're like so enamored with that car that that one little spot is going to be, something you can work around versus you got one shiny bumper, but the rest of the car is, is horrible. And now, right. you know, it's, it's still unsellable. I think that's one of the biggest things that I've, I've focused on basically when I'm selling it is that I'm doing the entire vehicle, you know, mm-hmm. doing every, all painted services of the vehicle are going to look better. And I think people, I think most, I guess, managers are so used to just like basically you know, s- smart repairs or small, like just these couple spots. Like as a dent guy, I'm going to fix like, I'm going to fix this dent over here and this one dent over here. Touch up guy's going to do the, you know, bumper paint is like just one corner of a bumper. But like, we're like 
whole vehicle, like whole everything, thing. like right. really the whole all all painted surfaces. Yeah. yeah. So I have to I focus on that. That seemed that seemed to help. That has seemed to help a decent amount. I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. that. So. And yeah, we've had that's you know getting back to the managers. Um, response as to you know how they feel about it is they're a little apprehensive about those type of situations where they're like well you're still going to see this little chip well you're going to see it but with again with the way the car presents over the yeah. chip is going to be a non-issue yes exactly yeah and they know that when you see when you show the demo that's the cool part right. i think yeah yeah we just did a demo today for a dealer that we haven't done anything for. And uh, same thing, like he's already got three more cars in the queue. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's my that's my question. That was my question for you. Are you doing all the dealers in your area? Obviously, obviously you're not. Um, there's like, we still have some outlying areas that I could conceivably go do demos. Like the majority of our work is probably seven stores um around where we're at um and then there's like a little small um community halfway between where pete is in windsor and where i am here there's an auto mall out there and there's a fair amount of business that comes out of there but we do have uh, in a couple other directions there's some smaller stores that i really haven't called on yet just because logistics more than anything else like i have yeah. my retired 80 year old parents run cars for us every day because they, they they love doing it but that's awesome. I can only ask so much of them realistically. Right. My dad's 80, 81 years old, you know, but they go every, I get a, I get a text every morning, anything for us to do today. Like they love it. Um, my mom chases them down in, in one of the runner cars that we have and they go do their thing. Um, nice. but I don't want to ask them to start going another direction, another direction. It's like, uh, I'm going to have to look for another porter soon. Yeah, yeah. That was my question for you. How do you do logistics? That's been the, that, excuse me. That's been the biggest thing. The biggest unexpected thing for me was like, fuck, this is like being a mobile guy. It's like, I'll just go here, I'll just go here, boom, boom, boom. But now it's like getting cars to your shop is, is you know, and, we, you know, we have an automobile near us that has eight dealers. Three of them have like a kind of like a detail shop, body shop that the same owner owns three dealers that owns that place and like won't even talk to me. He's like, we're, com we're competition. I'm like, trust me, I will make your life so much easier. Anyways, so that's like three, so that's like three out of the eight are just like, the guy's like, no. Um, so we have some, but so now we're pulling from a different auto mall and that one's like almost 30 minutes away. So like logistically, it's a little, a yeah. little bit weird. So um, how many runner cars do you have? You have one runner car and your parents just kind of do their thing? Um, no, I have three. Yeah. Okay. And I actually am a licensed car dealer as well. So I buy and sell cars and things. There's at any given time, there could be 10 cars kind of floating around that we can use if we need to. But um, I have like my three that I keep that are just good little runners. Gotcha. And for it's not crazy. that's a good, uh, I was doing this because the logistics for me has always been a nightmare. I was hiring porters and then you started looking at the numbers and you're paying this guy, you know, thousands of dollars per month when you can just get a couple of other cars or like what you said, a little you know, a little shit box and just send them down the road with that. And you're saving, you're saving a lot of money, you know, doing that. Yeah. R Ryan we do Cameron, a lot of our, 
I was going to say, like my guys, my guys will, will shuttle cars too. Um, like my parents do a majority of it. And then, you know, like my, my location that I have that we process cars at today, um, is like, if you had a good arm, you could throw a ball to Chrysler, Toyota, uh, Lincoln, Honda, like it's right where all the dealerships are. So that's nice. They walk a lot of times to get the cars and pick them up and, and do that. So that's huge. Yeah. Um, Ryan Campbell, who I interviewed on the podcast, like episode number, like, I don't even know, 12 or something like that. Um, just, and he, he was the ex body guy, started PDR, has a shop, super good dude. Do you know him, Burr? Do you have heard of Ryan Campbell? I think we're, me and Jeremy Carroll were just talking about it. Did you buy a restore effects? Yeah. He just got restore effects. Oh, yeah, man, I he, think he went, went to training like last month. He's trying to treat it like paint and body. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He was a paint guy, so I think that you, yeah, you can run stuff him. through a lens of it. But yeah. anyways, my point is he, he, he had a, he had an old focus that he bought like a, re, a red focus and he actually put a tape line down the center of the entire thing mm-hmm. and restore effects one side of it. And then not the other side, like yeah. literally right. Split the hood, split the roof, split the trunk bumper, everything like halfway. It's a free um, demo. Which I, thought was, a which I thought was a pretty cool idea. And he sent yeah. me a video. I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. We did that. I did a demo. You guys did that too, yeah. Yeah, you, I was about to say. Yeah. I felt like somebody else had to do that. You had to do that, right? We did that, but I can tell you that a critical error that I made was um, we didn't take the tape off, and uh, I don't know if you guys know or have ever watched what masking tape does. If you leave it out in the rain, oh, yeah. and it just, it was the <laughs> dog's breakfast, man. We, the car ended up going to the junkyard because it just looked horrible after a while. And oh my gosh. In saying that, like we're, I'm gonna sponsor a pretty big event in the, my town um, in May. It's called Ribs and Wheels. It's a massive car show and a rib fest, and I'm really considering having a car for that and putting it at my display. Um, yeah. And if I can, I mean, it shouldn't be a difficult to find something that would be a suitable candidate. But. Yeah, I mean, I did, a, I did a, I did a demo too in my shop. I did a NorCal Tech meetup. We had a bunch of dent guys, like six, like sixty people showing up. But I did a Restore FX demo at that, and I put a tape line down the middle of the hood, and I sanded, car prepped the whole. I did the whole side, and I, I still have a picture of it. But there's like big scratches going through the hood that like scr- that go into and just literally disappear. It's pretty like <laughs> right crazy. at the line. It's like scratch gone. I'm like, fuck, that's great. I mean, under light under light because you're a dent guy where you can see like where the little groove was you know like if you catch the right light like okay no the clear coat's like definitely like there's a slight i mean we're talking millimeters or i don't even know nanometers i know microns there you go but but anyways you still look at it it's like scratch all the way down gone um so i thought it would be cool to to do that half demo but yeah take the masking tape off i guess you'd have to redo it every once in a while or or you know make keep it nice but yeah well, can, just can I ask you guys? Restore effects have to. What's up? Do you ever get deceived? Like uh, I've had certain situations where I'm out looking at a you know a, a potential restore effects um, car, and I'm looking at that and I'm like, oh yeah, we'll bury that. That'll go no problem. We're gonna definitely have that's gonna hide. You'll it'll be perfect, and we do it. And you can like it's still sometimes prevalent. Like I I feel like sometimes I just I don't know what the limits are or aren't because then i'll look at something else and i'll be like i don't know it's iffy we can try it and it'll bury it it's gone like i know it's still 
elusive so many factors i guess in the yeah yeah how thick you how thick you put the restore effects on sometimes even i feel like or how much you're sanding it or what manufacturing it's It's definitely sanding like i come from a body shop background so i'm super comfortable with sanding on a vehicle and i'll go in the back sometimes and i'll see my guys have vehicles prepped and i'm like looking at scratches underneath what they sanded and i'm like i know it's going to shrink back down once the restore effects cures in the morning because we've seen it and I'm like, I'll, I'll go back in there and show them how to sand it just a little bit more. Um, but it's still that iffy line. You don't even want to teach guys that because they'll start yeah. burning through cars and shit. Yeah, you know? that's the yeah, that's the nerve. Yeah, you'd rather have it look ninety percent than people sanding through. Because you could always put another layer on there, man. Just bake yeah. that stuff and then throw another layer on that panel, and you'll see that stuff go away for sure. Yeah, but it goes back to what you said a little while ago, Ryan. Like. What we see inside under our lighting is not perceivable oh, yeah. outside to the layperson, especially for the overall, going back to that, like the overall car, like yeah. we've taken cars that people would today, you'd look at them and the customer would say that car was just like somebody just abused that car its entire existence. We get done with it and mm-hmm. you could flip somebody to the complete opposite and they'd be like, somebody loved this car. It was nothing but taken care of. Look yeah, at they, it. They it's the entire time. I got one sitting outside it's, right now. We restore effects to a 2002 F- F-150 a year and a half ago. And the guy brought it back just so we could do some touch-up work on replacing some plastics and stuff that kind of deteriorated. And I drove it to the dealership the other day to go walk a lot. And all like the manager came in. They didn't see me get out the truck, but they I saw them standing around this truck, and they were like, "Man, is this a customer? Like, we want we want to get this car traded in because we know we can sell the shit out of it." Yeah. They were like, Dude, "This is the cleanest O2 F150 I've fucking ever seen," you know. And I was like, "Yeah, we restore effects that a year and a half ago." <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome, dude. It's crazy how good it looks. I re- I did restore effects on my truck. I bought it in twenty. 20- I bought it three years ago and uh is a white truck and i just like ran it through the car wash the pre-restore effect and i knew i wasn't supposed to whatever but like it was yeah. definitely it's white but it was like it's swirled up and there's like there's shit all over i have a guy to restore effects and i'm like every time i look at him i'm like damn that's crazy dude even <laughs> on white too though because right, like, yeah. even on white yeah. it's like we don't do a lot of white cars obviously we're doing dark darker cars for reflection but i'm like god even on white dude it's freaking but it's you catch wild. white in the right light, at, like when it's been when it's been like it's, really messed up, it, it's oh, super yeah, scratched. Like you can see it, but when you see restore effects on a white car and it hits the sunlight, it's, you're like, "Damn, yeah. man, that shit looks it's, it's wild." Yeah. yeah, for sure. I am always surprised when we no, do no. a white car too. Like it, it's like, I, why don't I look at white cars more closely? I kind of just pass by most of the whites. Like same, dude. I'm That's con- what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Like Mitchell, when he goes, like if I'm on vacation, Mitchell will go out and find cars. And I bet you he processes more white cars while I'm gone. In like if like we're going next week to Mexico and he'll find cars and I'll bet you he'll find white ones. Like he always yeah. seems to be able to, I don't look at them. Yeah. You're just so, like, ah, eh, it's not bad. Yeah. I think it's a black <laughs> yeah. one though. It's a red one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, dude. Um, well, that's that's what's up i feel like i was a full like for a pdr guy which is the majority of listeners that's there there you have it an example number fucking however many we've done uh, how much how much more do you need yeah i mean <laughs> example number 10 or 12 of like <laughs> it works there's right. three of us right here talking about in different stages of success with restore fx and um yeah i mean this stuff works and it's growing for sure the entire 
industry that they've created, I would say, and restore effects themselves. Um, right. Pretty fun, pretty fun to be a part of it. Yeah, for sure. I, I'll just say too, like if anybody's curious about my journey where I'm an open book, like feel free to reach out. And I know you guys are available to everybody too, but like um I have no problem to to tell everybody or anybody about the journey that it was because it wasn't just like roses and butterflies. There was definitely some of course not. some times where I was like, Why did I ever get involved? This is ridiculous. What an idiot I am. But that um, those days are behind and it's like, you know, there's growing pains that you'll never forget, that's for sure. Yep. I think we've all had them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, real quick, I asked last time, and I want to. I want to ask this time. What do you What do you think about the future of like in this industry of like painless clear coat repair? Like, how do you see it going in like ten years from now or something? Um, somebody said to me once that seemed to make a lot of sense. Is like they're always looking for alternative ways to make different types of materials. So sometimes you get a little bit curious about the direction of paintless dent repair but one thing that seems to hold true is everybody likes a shiny car um you know like so maybe there's going to be different itinerations of what restore fx chemical properties are but i feel like as long as they can keep up with the paint technology it, it seems like there's going to be a longer lifespan for this if you had to like analyze it down to the core than paintless dent repair maybe that's a bold statement i don't know but um, it definitely, I don't, I don't see people like ever going away from wanting their cars to be shiny and nice. Right. It's a damn good point. They might be I mean, flying shit, around, I, I, but we're still going to be restoring them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. They'll still be shiny in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, like there's sometimes I'm looking, I, I've talked to a manager a couple of times and I'm like, honestly, it's probably more worthwhile to spend $500 restore effects the car than for me to fix that dent for you yep. for 400 I do it all the time. I say it all the time. <laughs> Sorry. Like, yeah. it's the truth, you know? So, I mean, I'll try to do both, but. Mm -hmm. I was so going to say, I'd always I'll go for both. That. Oh, I know. I always do. But if they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm like, dude, do the well, restore effects over the day. Make sure you do the restore effects first because when they get it back, they're going to be like, damn, man, I should have just told you to fix then it the anyway. Shows. Yeah. yeah, then the day really shows. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yep. All right, guys. And then, and, then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, they have that extra $1,000 to put in a car that they told you they didn't have before. I know. Self. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they're always so honest. And like, who would ever not tell you the truth about what they have? Yeah, I know, right? How much money is in it? Yeah. I mean, look at my computer. Uh, uh ah very very i'm telling you <laughs> i'm like do you know how to buy cars right like what the, is right. this sounds like a you issue dude every car yeah. you're buried in how do you make money how do you have a right. job <laughs> right right yep. that's yeah, what i feel like i'm like funny. gosh darn it man <laughs> yeah all right guys that was fun that was a fun one it was good i appreciate yeah, for it sure. thanks for coming on dave thanks for having me yeah, guys dave, i appreciate it, it very much yeah, till the next one. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Have a good night, guys. Thanks.